in Romans 15, Paul says, Accept one another. Accept one another then just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, the root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So those are words that have rung out for me this uh, week as I've been thinking about what to say. Hope, joy, peace, and trust. And if we look uh, at those words, um, there's some stuff in there which might not um, seem very straightforward off the bat. In the scripture, Paul says, the root of Jesse will spring up. I wasn't really sure what that meant when I first read it this week. Uh, but Paul is quoting Isaiah, and uh, in that moment, Isaiah had um, originally said that a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, and from his roots, a branch will bear fruit. And Jesse was the father of David, who was the ancestor of Jesus. So Jesus is this shoot. Jesus is this shoot springing out of a stump. But why a stump? What's a stump? Um, initially, you'd think a stump is the, the leftovers. It's the, what's left in the ground after you cut down a tree. So from what I learned this week, uh, when Isaiah was preaching this message, he was preaching it at a time when Israel had been invaded by the Assyrian army and they had completely destroyed it. They laid waste to, to the country. The place was desolate and... It was as if a forest had been burnt and cut down and all you could see around, if you can just imagine, all you see around you is blackened tree stumps. It's a pretty hopeless picture. But then you see a green shoot. Out of, out of a tree stump, you see a green shoot, a little bit of new life just bursting forth. And, and that is a picture of hope. And that's, that's Jesus. That's the Christmas story. That's God incarnate sneaking into this broken world as a baby in pretty rough conditions. Just like a little green shoot coming up out of uh, some, a destroyed tree stump. And, and that's the God of hope. That's the God of hope that uh, Paul and Isaiah are are illustrating and if we look at what um, look at what COVID has done to the world recently need I say more uh, <laughs> if we looked look at um, what's happened recently in places like Afghanistan the world can seem like a, a pretty hopeless situation um, like a forest destroyed but the root of Jesse will spring up that's what Isaiah says and what Paul says. Bursting forth, God's kingdom will spring up 
like Jesus said, like a mustard seed. And this is our hope. And if we look further at today's Advent card, Paul says, Christ has become a servant of the Jews so that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. In him, the Gentiles will hope. So, this is a message from a, a zealous Jew, well, what used to be a zealous a, a zealot, a Jew to um, a community of Jews in Rome, and, uh, in the book of Romans, and it's a message of acceptance and inclusion for the outsiders, the Gentiles. And that's what brings me to the Christmas story. Just as a caveat, I love Christmas and I love the Christmas story. Um, I love the the mystery of it. You know, like there's only only two of the Gospels have details of the Christian story, uh, the Christmas story. Um, only two of the Gospels have the de- details about stars and, and mangers and shepherds and whatnot. And then around those details, we've got years of tradition and weird carols and things we do and that's coloured in the Christmas picture that we get from the, the two Gospels of Matthew and Luke. Like like the Magi. Now this one is a, a weird sort of um, part of the tradition that um, the, the, the wise men. How many were there? Were there three? Because the Gospel doesn't say there were three. There might have been ten wise men. They just bring three gifts. Just because three gifts were given and because we have a Christmas carol that goes, we three kings of Orient are travelling from somewhere afar. Um, the nativity scenes always show three wise men, but it's not in the Bible. So there's a lot of mystery and there's a lot of meaning to, to wonder about. And wondering is something I love to do. And what strikes me most about the Christmas story is the acceptance and the generosity and the hospitality that flows out of this new sacred family. Some strangers from the East, maybe they were astrologists. <laughs> maybe they're into star signs. They, they see the star and they follow it and they're looking for this newborn king of the Jews so they can worship him. So a young mother with a newborn boy has a bunch of guys from some faraway place knocking at the door saying they want to worship her boy and she welcomes them in. That's the mystery. When I was reading the um, today's card about Christ the servant king who is our great acceptor, it says, this is the scene that I was thinking about, Mary letting in these strangers from somewhere far away. Some wise men. It doesn't say that they're Jews. Uh, it's, all it says is they're from the East. And um, the, the word that's been used in um, Bibles in the past is Magi, which is like the word magicians. Um, that's all we know about them. But they are welcomed in by God from the beginning of his incarnation among us. So Mary was carrying the Messiah in her womb and she was rejected from the inn she wasn't accepted there because the inn was too full 
or maybe the owner didn't want to be inconvenienced by a woman about to give birth. The root of Jesse, this new shoot, this uh, light in the darkness, in him the Gentiles will hope. He wasn't welcomed by the world, but he welcomes us. He welcomes the Gentiles and he accepts us and he invites us in. So the incarnation, the Christmas story, is not only this pivotal moment, this hinge point in the creation story, it's, it's also this startling picture of God's hospitality and acceptance and generosity as we seek him. And on today's Advent card, one of the questions, if you have a look at it, is for us to ask ourselves, because of who he is, Jesus has accepted us. Christ has welcomed us. Uh, who is God asking you to welcome in this season? Christ has welcomed us. Who is he asking you to welcome in this season? Who is God, who is God calling me to accept? And, and how do I do it? When I was thinking about this, I realized more and more how much um, anxiety can stifle our hospitality and our acceptance of others. Uh, I was thinking about peace and I was so I was thinking about anxiety. <laughs> There's um, been a lot going on in the world this year, especially to make us more anxious. And this week I realized just how anxious I think I've been. Um, I've, you know, I'm, I've been controlling, you know, about stupid things like like keeping the kitchen clean. Uh, I think I've been, you know, quick to snap and I've been worried about job and career. Um, so when I'm, when I'm anxious, I'm not, I'm not so trusting. Uh, I struggle to, to trust or to rely on others to um, accept that it's going to be okay. Uh, I struggle then to trust God. Uh, and when I'm anxious, I forget that God's grace has already brought me this far. And uh, God's grace has already blessed me more than I can comprehend. It's a, it's a good thing to just take a breath every day and um, do some gratitude thinking, some gratitude prayer. Because you very quickly realize how far God's brought you. And when I'm anxious, um, you know, I think I'm not, I, I think I'm not acceptable. And when we think we're not acceptable, we're less likely to accept others. Uh, the theologian Henry Nouwen said that really honest hospitality means inviting the stranger into our world on his or her terms, not on ours. Really honest hospitality or receptiveness means inviting us, inviting the stranger into our world on his or her terms, not on ours. So that true hospitality comes from a confidence. It comes from a peace. It's a hospitality where we, we let people be who they are. It's the sort of hospitality that comes from those who are, who are alive with God's peace. And that's what I need. I need God's peace. Um, I've already got worldly peace. Um, I'm comfortable, not suffering uh, much. 
um, I need God's peace, <laughs> which um, transcends all understanding, it says. It's a piece of, of knowing that I'm loved. It's a piece of knowing that I'm accepted and trusting those things, trusting that I'm loved and accepted. And even when life feels scattered or stressful around us, uh, I know I'm protected by God's peace. And that's, that's a Christmas, that's a Christmas sort of peace. It's a, a peace of, like when you're picked up by a God who has left the other 99 sheep to find us where we're stuck. God picks us up and, and brings us back. And that's, that's the peace of being accepted by God and being found by God. So it's times, times like these, I think, that times like right now, us here together, even though it's only virtual, we're here together and we can get a taste of that peace. Uh, we can get a taste of, of that shalom. We can get a taste of that, that glimpse of heaven. Just like a new shoot springing up from a dead stump or what looks like a dead stump. So we, we're here and we, we step out of the rat race and of work and the rat race of society and we, we take a break from that striving for worldly peace and prosperity and all the false promises that the world makes to, to us about wealth and status and power. And we gather here to remember what God has done for us and we, we share stories and we, we pray together and we remember the Christmas story in Advent. And in the Christmas story and, and through the um, time of waiting in Advent, we, we trust. We, we're reminded of what God has done and so we trust in God's promise. And it's the promise that God's in control, even if we might not always see it. It's the promise that Christ saved us by, by becoming one of us and, and it's the, the, the promise that, that God is not finished with us yet. As it says in today's card, when we turn from all other hopes, uh, all other, when we turn from all other promises, all counterfeit hopes, and trust him, we find his spirit's life in us. And we find that, that peace that we long for. Um, the peace on earth, you know, the peace on earth that the angels proclaim is, is not just about people getting along with each other and tolerating each other. It's about reconciliation with God. It's about reuniting with God. Uh, it's, it's brought about by the coming of Christ into our into our poverty, into our emptiness, into our place of need. And in John's words, this is love. Not that, not that we loved God, but that God loved us. And when we get a taste of that, that true inner peace, that's when we're best placed to be an instrument of peace. To be... Uh, a non-anxious presence, to be a non-anxious presence in an impatient world. To um, truly accept others, just like 
Mary and Joseph and Jesus accept, accepted the, the weird bunch of strangers from the East. <laughs> so to finish, uh, let's pray. I'm just going to pray the collect from the, from the card. Come Holy Spirit. God, our Redeemer, through your servant Jesus, you come with peace, the peace we long for. Jesus Christ, servant King, we put our trust in you. Fill us again with your Holy Spirit and make us more truly your servants. We praise your name. Amen.